Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Logaman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. Welcome in the Doug Peterson Show. Thursday afternoon, it's preseason week one. The Jaguars meet the Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, Saturday, a 5 o'clock Eastern time kick. Welcome in. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, head coach Doug Peterson will be back with us in studio week one when the Jaguars prepare to meet the Indianapolis Colts on kickoff weekend. Well, preseason kickoff weekend, I guess, is upon us. Hall of Fame week is a different week. That's one game. Here we go with a full slate of preseason games this weekend. It's amazing how little attention we paid to the Hall of Fame week this year <laughs> compared to la- compared to last year. I had it on for like it was on TV. Did you watch the game? I watched like two drives, and I'm like, why am I watching this game? What am right I doing? Now? What is going on? I was there last year. I didn't even turn it on. Right. And I, I the one thing that I did do was read about some of the Hall of Fame speeches. I didn't watch them, but. Uh, incredibly excited about some of the guys that got inducted and and a guy that uh that I met when I was in New York that uh, it's long his time was long overdue Joe Klecko and Joe's uh, one of the best football players that there ever was had so, so much talent to play defensive tackle defensive end nose tackle he could play and he played all of those positions at a high level, achieving, I think, all pro at every one of those positions. And uh, he played in an era before the sacks were became an official stat. And his numbers from those defensive tackle, nose tackle positions were just unreal. Where I mean, there's not many people of today that can even come close, Aaron Donald being the exception. Yeah, right. But uh, Klecko was, I mean, what just a rare combination of uh, just brute strength, raw power, and awareness. All right, so uh, preseason week one, Jaguars, Cowboys. Doug Peterson has said that the starters will get some playing time, maybe a drive or two, see what happens with that first drive. If it goes a little longer and everybody kind of gets a touch and needs to see what you need to see, you go over there and sip some Gatorade and, and hang out. But if it's a three and out, maybe there's a couple drives in this first game. Well, here's the thing. You you want to be able to get your first team ready. But what you need to do, we all know. Look, Calvin Ridley's going to make the team. <laughs> right. Christian Kirk, yeah, he make the team. He's going to do okay. it. Yeah. Zay Jones, yay. He's on there. Agnew, yes. main kick returner, offensive weapon. He's fine. Yeah, he's going to be on the football team. Okay, now you need to find out about all these other guys, okay? Because you know those guys are going to make the team because these guys are at the top of the pile, okay? Now you need to find out who's going to be next, okay? Is, is Tim Jones going to be there? Is there somebody else that would make you say, you know what, maybe we need to pe- keep an extra at this position? you got to evaluate the guys that there's question marks about, about whether they're on this team or not. You still want to get your starters ready. But typically in this first preseason game, that's not what it's about. It's just giving them a taste of the excitement, the flavor, and the mentality of getting ready to play the game. Okay, but the real evaluation and the bulk of the reps are going to the players that you need to learn about. You need to find out how these guys react to playing in a game in the National Football League. And that's why, then that's where the attention needs to be in this first preseason game. 
let's I mean let's touch on a few of those position groups that could come down to the wire and special teams will have a big hand in that you, you mentioned wide receivers there that's one of them you know how many tight ends are you keeping how many running backs are you keeping this could obviously change as the season goes along with practice squad and everything how many defensive backs are making this team safeties corners I mean that's that all comes down to the the special teams part of it what else can you contribute outside of that position group right and that's why special teams are huge and um, some of the positions I, th- I think you got a pretty good idea of wide receiver you got a pretty good idea of you're really deep there you're really deep at safety I think you know the five guys that you're going to have there corner is a big question and that's a that's an evaluation that's going to be going throughout camp you know you've got some young guys uh, that you've just signed uh, and drafted this past year with uh, with Eric Hallett and Christian Broswell, guys you drafted last year, and Monteric Brown and Gregory Jr. Yep. And out of those four guys, okay, two draft picks from this year, two draft picks from last year, and then you have to throw in there Trey Herndon, Tavon Campbell, Chris Claybrooks. Out of those guys, and who's going to rise up? Who's going to show something that – is special. You know, even an undrafted guy like a Caleb Hayes or a Devod Wilson is going to have an opportunity to show things. But because that's the position of most intrigue right now with this football team is cornerback. I mean, you got a pretty good idea of who's going to be able, uh, uh, that's going to be up front and rushing the passer and who's going to be playing at linebacker. But defense, I mean, that's, uh, that's the big question mark is corner. And then here's the other thing. If you like your five safeties, are you going to make sure that you keep all five and one of those safeties, could they play a lot of nickel with one or two different safeties? When I say one or two, could you play it with like last year, Dewey Winger? Yeah. He played nickel last year in a big safety role. Mm -hmm. Could you continue to do that? Could you also have Antonio Johnson, who has shown some really good things as a rookie safety? You know, so there's some intrigue at that position, the it, defensive back, cornerback position. As we talked about before, it could you, you could probably change and alternate that idea of who's in that spot depending on the opponent too, like what matches up better. Exactly. Week to week, it could change. So plenty of evaluation ahead. It all starts, at least in game mode, Saturday against the Dallas Cowboys. In a moment, Doug Peterson earlier this week discussing Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver's growth since arriving in Jacksonville. We're off and running. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. He being Calvin has really done a nice job of understanding our offense. You know, I think we're figuring him out now. He's figuring us out. Trevor and Calvin are, are, are you know, figuring each other out a little bit. And um, those are all things that camp camp provides a lot of opportunities to kind of, you know, get on the same page and, and, and see just how, you know, as a staff we can use him in game. Head coach Doug Peterson earlier this week. Welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Coach Peterson with us in studio starting week one when the Jaguars prepare for the Colts. 
So, yeah, a lot of opportunities in camp, but everybody, I think, is kind of ready to see Ridley run around and make a catch or do something in a game and give him a little bit more, and, and Saturday could be the chance. Yeah, and I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get, but um, but he's an exciting player. He's got a, a great skill set. It seems that the chemistry between him and Trevor is working, and uh, and he seems to be fitting in in practice, you know, getting along with the guys. It's competitive. There's friendly, friendly banter. And, and that's important because you got a pretty good group. You know, without Calvin Ridley, I thought last year they made tremendous strides with the group that they had. So when you add somebody in, you're always excited about adding the talent, but you don't ever want to disrupt the chemistry. And I think the chemistry has been really good with Calvin Ridley, and he's hungry. I mean, you, you can just watch the way that he practices, and he is hungry in a big way. And that's going to be – you know, having a player that has great talent and that is hungry – that's a pretty great combination. I mean, he hasn't played in a football game since um, he played five games two years ago. Obviously, he had missed all last season, suspended, sitting at home, watching it on TV, working on his own, not just sitting there eating Cheetos. He was out there working. Uh, I love Cheetos. Don't Cheetos get me wrong. Uh, he was not doing that. He was working the whole time. And it showed when he came back in the offseason. And now it's getting his legs right again in football mode. And I think that's just going to continue to grow as we move along. And remember, it's a contract year for him. It is the fifth year, the final year of his rookie contract. It told over. So there's a lot of reasons why. Not just new team coming off suspension, but the future ahead. And, uh, you know, this. It, I think you're going to get nothing but the best from Calvin. Well, I hope. You know, and I hope that this team is in a position where you go – you know, gosh, the, you know, what do we do? Can you know, can we afford to pay him? We have Trevor Lawrence's contract on the horizon. I mean, these are all good problems to have when you sit there and you go, gosh, we got another guy we got to pay, right? I mean, that's what you want. I mean, when when you have that problem, it's a good thing, and you hope that you're you're at that point. Uh, but JP, I I prefer the white cheddar Cheetos. Really? For me, yeah. Or or white cheddar popcorn, either one. Really? Yeah. Not the traditional. No, I like the white cheddar. A little different. Yeah. It's a little stronger taste to it, yeah. Does it really? Yeah. I didn't even know they made those. Oh, yeah, they make it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They make it. I don't think I need those. No, you don't need that. No. No, you don't need that. But Calvin really doesn't look like he's ever no. ate one in his life. I don't think he's ever been down that aisle I mean, in the, the store. No. The guy has body fat that's probably... <laughs> Five, six, seven percent. I mean, not even seven. Five or six percent. I mean, I mean, some of these guys. I mean, look, the the year round training and the and the and the focus on the way these guys eat and the way they train now, the way that they even have more beneficial training that's away from the team. I mean, it it's it's next level stuff. I mean, way next level stuff. And so th- these guys are machines nowadays, tremendously fine-tuned machines. And it's fun to watch. It's, it's fun to watch a guy like Cisco who, come, you know, when he first came in, to the, the transformation that his body has made from his rookie year to now. I mean, it's Tyson Campbell, very similar, you know, young. You know, he's got that young baby face when he came in. Still got the baby face. <laughs> But his body has changed. Yeah. That's you know, right. And that's that's what will happen with like an Anton Harrison. That body will change over the next couple of years as well. 
Fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's funny. We're going back to Ridley. Uh, Press Taylor spoke today, Jaguars offensive coordinator, and said that you know sometimes he watches the offense from the defensive backfield, so he has the vantage point of the offense coming at him, and he'll stand you know twenty, thirty yards, and and here comes here comes Ridley off the line, and he gets the vantage point of a defensive back having to make decisions against Ridley. Right. And it's not that easy. He's so incredibly gifted, you know, at the release at the line of scrimmage is one aspect of playing that position and running around. But then he's incredibly sudden in and out of the breaks. And then the acceleration that coming when I say in the, the in and out of the breaks, when he plants a foot, he can plant a foot and one of the best I ever saw do this, I'll get to in a minute. But when you plant a foot and change and go another direction, and you can do that incredibly fast. That's where you gain separation to allow the quarterback to end up finding the openness of the wide receiver. And there was an offensive player that I played with uh, many years ago, and his name was Freeman McNeil, was a running back. And he used to be able to run. He would be running parallel to the line of scrimmage, full speed, and could plant his foot and literally change 90 degree at full speed like nobody have ever seen before. And some people have that special talent. Some have to slow down before they plant and make that cut to go 90. Calvin Ridley plants that foot and then is immediately going 90 and without really slowing down. It's just impressive to watch. And it's, you know, I, I don't know if there's ever been a guy that is so sudden in and out of his breaks that has played that position here. And I thought Christian Kirk was pretty good he in and is, out of breaks. And he is. Okay. But he's not Calvin Ridley in and out of breaks. I mean, it's, this guy's tremendous. If you need uh, Christian Kirk to all of a sudden run five yards and then get open real quick to the side, boom. He's oh, open he can, and he, he can, can catch and it. run, and there he goes. And, and but Chris, 15 yards down the field to stop and start, that's a different That's a different – that's a whole yeah. t- entirely different animal. Christian Kirk is great at that short, quick area movement, you know, and that's why he's been so successful in the slot for so yeah. many years. That's right. And why he, you know, got the free agent contract here in Jacksonville that he got is because he's he's really elite at that, at that slot position. Well, Calvin Ridley – has an elite level of, of skill set that I think is more suited to the outside, but he can also do inside. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Well, check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair, furniture for fans. Plenty ahead, including the Jaguars defensive front and the stout Interior. That's next on the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. You know, Devon really showed up, you know, last year. Um, that's why he, you know, he got the extension. We wanted to keep him around. He's one of the guys, one of the leaders on the team, on the defense. And, you know, he's a, he's a big, powerful guy, you know, um, in there as a D lineman. And, he can he can generate some push and, and that's what you want in the middle of your pocket right um, and and he's really a, a good run defender and and so you know all those things we've seen the same things you know this camp with him you know when the pads are on and and uh, his physicality and um, you know what he brings to that D line. 
It's Doug Peterson, of course, Jaguars head coach. Welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Coach Peterson will join us in the studio again week one before the Jaguars face the Colts on kickoff weekend. Devon Hamilton, the topic there. 6'4", 335 pounds. It's his fourth year out of Ohio State. He just got a big contract, and uh, he's uh, last year certainly proved it. And I think moving ahead so far in camp, he's been fantastic, flashing all over in those one-on-ones and and just a big body, as Doug said there, huge human being and, and not a big fat guy. Like, he's just a large body. Yeah, he had, he had if you if you looked at the win rate, okay, and this is not me, okay, with the, I didn't create these numbers. It's from Pro Football Focus last year, which, you know, uh, we subscribe to that service, we, and, and I follow it every week to see where the performances are of each player from an analytics perspective. Devon Hamilton was the most successful pass rusher last year that the Jaguars had. He had the highest win rate of anybody. And uh, at times, he was being taken out as a pass rusher. And I, I think that those opportunities need to stay in his lap and he needs to be given that opportunity because he's winning. He's big, which one, like Doug talks about how he pushes the pocket. Well, when guys push the pocket, it takes the quarterback off of that spot, which it makes it easier for other people now to get after the quarterback when he's not at that spot, you know, where he's in his comfort zone. And Devon Hamilton is also incredibly stout and really good against the run. So, I mean, what's not to like? A guy that wins more than anybody that you have, but then also has the ability to stop the run. And, uh, look, I, I'm excited for him this year. I hope he gets the opportunity to rush the passer more because he, he is, he in my mind, he earned it last year, and he's continuing to show that he deserves the opportunity so far in training camp. Got a lot of money going out on the interior of the defensive line, by the way. Yeah, and at some point, something's going to have to give. Okay, um, Roy Robertson Harris got an extension, but I mean, not to the level that a Devon Hamilton got. Fadakasi is on a pretty sizable contract yeah. in free agency, you know. But I think something's going to have to change after this year that you can't, you know. And I know typically when you sign a guy in free agency, most of those deals are for two years. And then after that, you can get out from underneath of them. So if Fadakasi wants to get to year three of the contract, he has to do more than what he did last year for this organization. We're back in a moment. We'll hear from Jag safety Andre Sisko. It's year three. He looks different on the field. What goes into it? How he plays and learns to play with more muscle mass and much more from the third-year safety. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. We're back. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. The Doug Peterson Show continues. Preseason week one coming up Saturday. The Jaguars and the Dallas Cowboys. And earlier this week, Logs had a chance to catch up with Andre Sisco. Third year safety. A lot going on with him in the offseason. And we kind of get into his head a little bit, too, about facing this Jaguars offense every day and how that helps both sides of the ball improve his thoughts on that coming up but yes he's been in the weight room this offseason yeah I think it, it adds a little bit of confidence to just know that 
you know, you got the armor to, to go in and get with the big guys and, and get dirty like that. That's That's been the biggest thing, I think, adding from last year that I want to get more physical on the field, just play to play. Um, so, yeah, it, felt, it feels good. This defense as a whole, what is the what is the next step for this group? It was an opportunistic group last year, takeaways and key moments, especially down the stretch. But where, where can you guys make hay this year overall? I mean, we can get better. Uh, I'm going to start with the back end. We can get better just um, expecting passes and understand what's coming on certain down distances, certain situations, and then take away a few plays a game. And, and you, you jump from last to first very easily in this league when, when you just kind of get on your details and take away the ones that's, that you should know are coming, make the routine plays uh, routinely. There's not a lot of new faces around here, at least in, in the first team defense. And continuity can can build a lot of that too, right? Yeah. When you have the same group of guys and growing together. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing because I know for me, me and Ray, we try to get more creative now. You know, understand the defense and and certain things that have to happen on each play. You could move guys around and still make it happen. So just you know, they they put it in our hands and allow us to have a little bit more freedom with that, and so it makes the defense more complex and harder to read. How challenging is this wide receiver group to cover each day and, and see running routes against you? Oh, man, I love it. I mean, it's, it's like it's really the best thing for you. I mean, when you look at all the highlights from other camps and them showing receivers, I'm like, it's not the same. Like, we, we got something different. And, and going into games, like, it's just going to make me that more patient, that more confident, that much more confident, that much more comfortable. How different? I mean, what's, what's so different about this group just technically the way they run? I mean, you got a bunch of fast guys. Obviously, it's fast guys everywhere, but these guys – they know who their quarterback is. They know what spots to get to. They understand defense, and um, they work hard at their craft. You don't got a bunch of lazy guys that pick plays and, and, and only go hard when they get in the ball. I mean, they all go hard every play. So um, it keeps me on my, my toes and, and make sure I'm not letting balls go over my head. All right, another, you mentioned the quarterback. Seeing him from the back end, how has he changed over the last couple of years just reading and looking and his comfortability in the offense? I'm sure you can see that from the back end and the challenge of, you know him trying to look you off all the time yeah very decisive but but like also doesn't make a lot of bad decisions so it's pretty hard to pick him off i'm not gonna lie but it, it makes it it's a good challenge because i mean you could be perfect on a play and um in terms of maybe he tried to look you off you're still in position and he knows not to throw it you know he knows uh when to make those when to take those chances at the right time so i mean to have a guy like that to practice against and then to have him as, as your quarterback on game day is a blessing for sure andre we've seen you before practice working on punt returns when was the last time you actually returned a punt? I don't think you did in college, right? Nah, high school. Uh, high school a little bit. Um, but for me, I mean, honestly, it's mostly about just making myself comfortable being uncomfortable, again in those positions of, you know, punt, punt returns is one of the hardest things to do uh, in a game. And, and so I'm just making myself comfortable with tracking the ball in, in that aspect. But, but Coach knows that I'm reliable, so if it, if it ever comes to it, I could get back there, fair catch some for him. How much time do you need in uh, Saturday's game? Just how much would you like to have? I mean... Honestly, like these opportunities are, are few and far far between. Is that the right word? Yeah, they are. I mean, honestly, NFL game day is NFL game day. So for me, I'm gonna go out there with the right mindset and approach it like a game because you can't take it, you can't take it for granted. I mean, I've had this two years now, and I still understand like how delicate these situations are. You still want to approach it and be grateful for the opportunity. So I'm gonna get there. If I get in, I'm gonna work. It's Andre Cisco, third year safety. Uh, good to hear from him. And uh, yeah, he's a big piece. Obviously, this defense on the back end, I found it notable. Yeah, he's getting some, at least catching some punts early in practice just to see it. And he admitted it. Hey, if they need a fair catch or something and other guys are out, well, hey, okay, maybe I, who knows? You don't want to go. Fair catch there. only. That's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. Hey, but um, he's bigger. He's seen it a few years now. You talked about his ball skills and his ability to go up and get it. 
all that combining with experience on top, this should be a big year for Andre. Well, and I, and I hope he continues to to just improve all of his skills. You know, the ball skills are there, but playing safety is so much more. And playing the safety position, you've got an opportunity to impact the game in a big way by taking the ball away. And want to see him get more opportunities. And also, as a tackler, I thought he made some some pretty good strides last year. And in order to play that position, it's hard to tackle when you're a safety because you're attacking and you're typically trying to tackle a guy in a pretty big area. So the, the ball carry has a lot of space. It's, it's a little easier to tackle when you're a linebacker or a defensive lineman. You've got people in a constricted area. You've typically got better angles. When you're coming straight down the hill from safety position, I mean, guys can give you a little shake and go – the opposite direction that's not easy to tackle so I think he's gotten better in that category Uh, but I'm excited to watch I mean typically most of the guys that end up playing in this league when they get to like years three and four is when you really start to see them blossom you see a big jump from year one to year two but year three is where they really get comfortable and this is right there at the sweet spot for for Cisco sharp guy too oh yeah he's he's incredibly sharp he's a joy to talk to yes He's a joy to talk to and smart guy. He's uh, he's very aware. He is serious about ball and and he knows exactly what his game is, where it needs to be, and what he talked about with Trevor about. I'm not going to lie; it's incredibly hard to pick him off. I mean, <laughs> look, Trevor is is taking the leaps and bounds as well in year three. Yeah, and that uh, iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah, I mean, you hear that term a lot, you know, and look, uh, competitive competitive fire always makes the fire hotter, you know, is another way to say that. I mean, it's you just love it. I mean, when you got uh, excellent players playing against each other, uh, it, it rises their level of play, and that's the one thing about having a great roster. And then, you know, look, uh, I know that it, this is next week, but next week, you know, when we, you know, the Jaguars get the opportunity to go up and practice against the Detroit Lions, you know, we're going to see a great opportunity that, uh, this team is going to have up there as well because we look at, you know, the people are saying, oh, do the Jaguars have a pass rush? Is Trayvon Walker taking the next step? Is Josh Allen going to be able to do that? Is Yazir Abdullah going to be able to be a good outside guy? Well, next week you're going to be facing two of the best tackles in the National Football League that the Detroit Lions have, and that's going to be another example of where you're talking about, you know, the iron sharpening iron. Great, great opportunity. When we return, Doug Peterson on what the team got out of the live practice Monday. Tackling to the ground. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. I look at it a little bit differently. I put the team in those situations because I, I want to see who the mentally tough are a little bit. Um, and for the most part, everybody did a nice job. The ones that you know, got reps in there, uh, those two two periods that we went live, and um, it's good to see. You know, you don't do it a ton in, in, in training camp, but it's also good for the defense to tackle. You know, ball carriers need to understand, you know, you got to protect the football when you get hit and things like that. Said Coach Doug Peterson, of course, and welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Jaguars' Saturday, Sunday, Monday worked in full pads three days in a row, but the Monday practice included some live periods, meaning tackling to the ground. Yes, protecting your team still, but 
Uh, yeah, as Doug said right there, Logs, you don't really throw those live periods out there too often anymore. Uh, and, you know, part of it is the tackling part of it. You've got to improve in that area, certainly on the defensive side. But, hey, can these guys handle it? Can they handle the heat of the – I mean, it was a hot day on, on Sunday. It's been hot all week, but certainly was on Monday. And then you got teammates tackling you. Can they kind of keep their composure? Can they get through the practice and improve as it goes? And um, by all reports, and you heard the most important one there, Doug Peterson, say, uh, hey, it went pretty well. Yeah, it went well. And, and what's the best thing about everything that's happened so far – is that everybody's staying healthy? Is this wood? That by the was way? it's a particle wood of some Does, kind. Is I, there, think. I don't know if it's real wood. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's got some kind of it wood counts. material in there. So that's why I was knocking <laughs> on it because you want to make sure that everybody stays healthy. And this team has been able to to be healthy for the most part. And you want to make sure that that continues. You know, and that's always a little bit of a concern that uh, you have a, a live drill. You know, do you risk injury? Well, there's always the risk of injury playing football, whether you're in, in live contact or there's not contact. It's just, look, it's just, it's part of the game. And and so you hope that everybody has, uh, that comes through it okay. And, and so far, so good for this football team. And that's goal number one of the preseason is get your work in and, and come out healthy. And it was a demanding practice. And you could tell that there was a little bit of pushing and shoving, a little extracurricular in a couple drills. There was a couple fisticuffs thrown and one-on-one pass rush, or I guess you could say, and it was in kind of a combination drill where it was like two-on-two pass rush on one side of the line of scrimmage where uh, D.J. Coleman, a rookie from Missouri, ended up throwing some fisticuffs that were completely unnecessary. And I thought Phil Rauscher was going to grab him and headbutt him and, <laughs> and throw fisticuffs himself. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you know, the, the, and, you know, just a real quick note on that. I mean, those things happen, but what you love to see when something like that happens is a guy like Roy Robertson Harris grabbing the rookie and, and talking to him and kind of explaining to him how things are done and how things need to be and what it's like to be a professional and what you just did is not that. And it's one thing for a good to see. it's one thing for a coach to say that Rauscher kicking him out or Brinson Buckner even who played a long time in this league is yeah, the Buckner was not coach. very happy either. But when you're to your point, when a teammate's over there saying it, it just hits home a little different. It does, and that's that's where you want to get. You know, as a team and as an organization, is look leadership is always starts at the top, and the messaging is given at the top, but then it has to filter through the locker room and through the players. And when you have the players starting to police, okay, for lack of a better term, police the locker room to make sure that, okay, the culture is this, okay, and what you just did doesn't fit our culture. When that message comes from the players in the locker room itself, that's when you know you have something that could be really special. They won't have any more live practice, will they? Just one day, right? Pro- enough. Probably not because you have – Well, I mean, you have practices against Detroit. You're, yeah. you're probably not going to do anything live against them. And then the last week, which is going into the Miami game, okay, the best evaluation from here on out is the games themselves because that just doesn't compare – you know, a live practice rep is not as good as a live game rep. It's just different. Much different. Oh, 
you know, the lights, when the lights come on, I mean, that's, that's what you want to evaluate. I mean, it's, you know, and, and game plans, you know, practice, you're not, it's not like you're stressing, again, you know, you're not having game plans against other guys. And so the reps that you're going to get, and there's going to be a lot of reps for a lot of different guys once you get past those frontline guys. I think it's going to be real interesting to see what, what they do in that last preseason game against Miami and also this next one. You know, we kind of know what the plan is for this week. And then in Detroit, you're going to be practicing against them for two days. So how much will you play your guys there? And then for the last preseason game, which is now the third and last preseason game, what's your approach going to be there? I mean, in the past, we've seen last preseason games where some coaches don't play anybody. But you have a two-week window from the last preseason game to the opener. So that may, in some people's minds, change the way you would approach that. And uh, there's no roster cut down until after that final game anymore. So you're not trimming that. you got all 90 guys all which, the way through. Which gives you the opportunity to continue the evaluation process right. all the way through that third and last preseason game. Speaking of that third and last final preseason game, the Jaguars take on the Miami Dolphins at home in that game in a preseason matchup. It's Saturday, August 26th. Lock in your seats now. Call 904-633-2000. Or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. We're back in a moment. Running backs. Tank Bigsby. Step right up. Could be a big day Saturday for the rookie out of Auburn. We'll get into the Jaguars running back room when we return. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars radio network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. No, I mean, I think you still got to be careful. With how much you expand his role, I think he's he's done a nice job. You know, so far there's still some learning to do and, and some growing to do as a, as a you know as a rookie. But you know, um, keeping him kind of where where he is right now is, is a good thing. Um, and expand maybe as you go. Uh, I don't you know we're only two weeks in you know of camp and and um, you know there's a lot of football ahead of us. So we're just gonna pump the brakes and, and make sure he's you know he's good with what he can handle. That's head coach Doug Peterson discussing Tank Bigsby, Jaguars rookie running back. And welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars radio network. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Coach Peterson will join us in the studio again week one when the Jaguars face the Colts. This week it's preseason week one. The Jaguars face the Cowboys. Oh, that's Doug right there. Logs talking about, hey, let's just let him play. We're not going to overload him with all these different ideas and things. Let's let's kind of step-by-step step with Tank. But the steps so far, there's been moments on the practice field where he has flashed. Well, and I think the one thing that's flashed, you go back to this weekend or early this week, I can't remember which it was, where he had a run and he broke through and nobody could catch him. I mean, that's the one thing I think that they think they don't think about with Tank Bigsby for two reasons. One, he's a bigger back. His name doesn't imply that he's fast. I mean, because tanks are not fast, right? But he literally is faster than ETN. And most people would say, no way. Yes way. He actually timed faster in the 40 than Travis ETN, which is unbelievable. Travis is a very fast back. But Bigsby is fast, and he also has the subtle, efficient moves to get – in the hole, uh, he, and that's what I love about him. 
I think there was, um, and you've heard, and I think it was last week we were talking about, Doug had this quote about uh, patience, not speed to the hole, but through the hole. That's right, yep. Okay, and he was talking about ETN specifically, I think, and that, you know, be decisive and then hit it once you see it. And with Travis last year, he was trying to hit the hole fast. So to the hole, he was fast, not through the hole. Well, Bigsby is just a little different, and so they're going to be great complementary backs. And what I'm excited about too, and most people don't even think about this, is that what if you have both of these guys on the field at the same time? Well, that would allow you to have ETN split out, you know, the matchups that you could get on linebackers, and then you're also talking about two guys that are incredibly fast. I mean, that's a, that's a great opportunity for an offensive coordinator to be able to do creative things when you have that kind of personnel. I mean, look, they got a lot of talent on offense, I mean, skill position-wise. The running back room is deep. The wide receiver room is deep. The tight end group is, I think, solid as ever. You've got three legitimate receiving tight ends on this roster. Brenton Stranger, draft pick, Evan Ingram, obviously, and then Prince. Prince has shown great things so far. So, I mean, Press Taylor, Doug Peterson, Mike McCoy, uh, Phil Rauscher, all these offensive coaches, they're going to have some fun with some game plans this year. One football. They got to spread a, around. Well, and, and I think that you've got a really good group that's unselfish, and I think that's that was proven last year with the wide receiver group, and you've you've added one guy to that, and some young players, and the young players kind of follow along suit, you know. And and Calvin Ridley's a guy that I think is going to buy into that philosophy, and uh, and I'm looking forward to how they deploy the this multitude of weapons that they have on offense. We'll get our first. Well, little taste. It won't be the full arsenal, but uh, they'll be on the field playing yeah, football we're, Saturday. We're not going to see <laughs> ETN and Bigsby on the field at the same time no, in this no. exotic formation with Calvin Ridley doing all kinds of crazy stuff. We're, we're, we're not going to see that. I mean, all those things that they're going to have in their playbook and they're going to be able to unveil at some point, but that's not – the preseason is not the place to have those plays. And I'm looking forward to watching what they do design. But right now you want to see the meat, the meat and potatoes performances. What's the most basic run play, like a like a draw, handoff, ISO, something like yeah, that? Yeah, just a zone play. Yeah. You know, zone play. But, you know, you know look, we're talking about a running back room, and, and, I, and I know it's not sexy to talk about offensive linemen. It is a little bit if one's a first-round pick. But, you know, I'm also looking forward to watching Cooper Hodges. Yes. You know, Cooper Hodges, I think, is is making some strides in camp. And he was a tackle at Appalachian State. He's a local kid, and I know he's got a, a, a fan base that's going to be natural. He And when I, when I watch him, he has a level of strength that I don't know if anybody else at that guard position has. Really? Yes. Including – Name them all. Tyler Shatley. Shatley's pretty strong, but That's he, what I'm saying. he doesn't have the anchor. You've said for power a Hodges. decade. I know that. That Tyler Shatley is the strongest guy on the team. Literally a decade. <laughs> I think in the weight room, he's the strongest guy, and he's still okay. incredibly strong in year 10, yeah, I think it is. That's right. And, and, but Cooper Hodges, he's, a, he's broad shouldered. 
He's uh, he's a natural. So he's not an inflated three hundred pound guy. He's a natural walking around three hundred pound guy, but he's got a natural level of strength and and general manager has given him a nickname that it just sticks in my mind, and, and that's Trent Balky. Obviously, calls him Tugboat. I think it's stuck with the fans. I have no idea where in the hell that came from, but he's <laughs> used that term with me, and it's just it's stuck in my mind. Have you mind. seen before practice, right, when they're breaking out for stretch, uh, he goes over in front of the grandstands and gets the crowd fired up with his yeah. hands, and then he does a cartwheel. Yeah. And, and the linemen love it, the whole thing. It's yeah, he's – you know, and, and all that's fine and dandy, but – the, what's going to excite me is the performance and I'm looking forward to watching him and and this is a process you know he's a he's a young player that's playing a different position he was a tackle at Appalachian State I didn't think he had the feet to play and he's, I don't think he has the feet to play tackle at this level but I think he's got the disposition for sure and he's got a level of strength to play guard I think he's going to be uh, a really good football player at some point that that may be a year down the road, okay, two years down the road, but but that's a position that you draft and develop, especially with a guy that's in the later rounds. And a lot of people say, well, why are you getting excited about that? Well, I mean, because this might be your starting guard for a decade, you know, in another year or two. And that's the reason to be excited, you know. So uh, excited to watch him play against some other personnel. We're back in a moment. A preview of Saturday's matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Even the young guys from last year, you know, you, you look at you know, Chad Muma as a young second-year linebacker who's going to get plenty of, you know, plenty of time, not only in preseason but the regular season. You look at um, – the young secondary guys who are going to get a lot of opportunities this spring or this uh, this this training camp. Um, and that's encouraging, and it gives you depth on special teams, you know. And there's some, there's some key roles there that we can fill. So I think we're in a better position than we were a year ago, uh, depth-wise. Um, and it'll be you know it'll be difficult at the end to to make some some challenging you know decisions. Head Coach Doug Peterson, welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, final couple of minutes here. The Jaguars face the Dallas Cowboys Saturday, 5 o'clock. We're on the air on the network with countdown to kickoff at 4. We'll hear from Fred Taylor. We'll hear from a whole assortment of folks. We're going to hear from you, Logs. You'll be over in Dallas. Call I the will game. be. Ready. I will be. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, like I said earlier, it's a great venue, arguably the best in the National Football League. I mean, there's some other ones that I really like too, but it's a, this is a great great venue. It's very classy, you know, when you walk around. And I can tell you, if we get something that's similar to that in Jacksonville here in the future, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Absolutely. Big time. Be. No doubt about it. So, uh, the starters will get some time. We've gone through that earlier, but – Hey, a drive or two for the offense, get them out of there, sip some Gatorade, ice up, and uh, get ready for next week's practices. Well, you know, I, I'm not so quick to dismiss, okay, let's just get the start as a few reps and then it's over with. I mean, for me, you know, I really enjoy the preseason games from the standpoint of I want to find out about who the next corner is going to be. That's what Doug was just talking about. The depth is there. Let's see it. Yes. Yeah. And I want to find out how – the wide receiver group at that sixth spot 
kind of is going to work out. I want to see Harris. Okay, I want to see Tim Jones. They've got Austin. I mean, th- th- there's a lot of guys that are showing some really good things at that position, the safety position. Okay, are you going to be able to keep five? You know, and if you keep five, does that impact the cornerback position? Uh, Yasir Abdullah, I can't wait to watch him. He's wearing my old number. That's okay, right. So I'm kind of a fan to begin with because he's got a great number. But I want to see how his lack of length but his naturalness transfers into the National Football League. Did he pick it because of you? No. He doesn't no? have any clue who I am, <laughs> which is totally fine. Who doesn't know Jeff Lagerman? Oh, well, Come he, on. He doesn't, but he will soon. I'm going to introduce myself to him, to him <laughs> he soon. He will soon. Get ready, you see uh, Thanks to Joe Fortunato on the audio, Rick Reaver on the video, uh, Andre Sisko, who joined us uh, a little earlier this week, but the uh, full conversation on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. For Jeff Lagerman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Catch you next time. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.